The Cellcast is recorded in front of a live streaming audience. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who'll have to walk the plank. Welcome, Jacob. Oh man, be like, not gonna, I got a stupid crocodile. <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong this time. I promise, Deedly, get me out of here. <laughs> oh, your malfunction, your teleporter's malfunctioning again, huh? Ah, great. Oh, sure, sure. Good thing this is a skit. <laughs> Why? Thank you. Let me introduce our and let me introduce our co-host, a man who. Why did you have to pick a battle with a bunch of aliens? Let's just say that. Why did you pick a battle with a bunch of aliens? Thankfully, Seamus, Seamus, Samus, thank you. <laughs> Samus showed up and say your keister. Dude, you have to understand. Two cute girls in battle armor fighting. Do you, do you understand now? Yes, yes, I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> That's why. I have male hormones. Come on. Can't say the words, but you have them. <laughs> yeah, tonight this is it. We are on doing an indie here in indie shorts month. Yes, uh, to end out season four of the Cellcast, and uh, we are starting tonight with uh, my choices. Yes, which are an internet classic called Hayloid, mm-hmm. which is a kind of fan crossover film between Metroid and mm-hmm. Halo. And then something I found recently and I'm happy to find, Curse of the Crystal Coconut. Yeah. Which is an interesting thing, which we'll get to here in a minute. Uh, So, yeah, we're going to jump into that. Of course, neither one of us really have a spoiler-free thought on this, correct? Because, I mean, there's not really spoilers. No, there's not, because, like, one... uh, One, they're short. They're very short. Yeah, Curse of the Crystal Coconut's, like, three minutes long. Yeah, it's a music video, basically. It's a music video and haloid is maybe like five minutes yeah so i mean this isn't gonna take y'all long so we're not gonna spoil no we're not gonna worry about spoilers so let's just go ahead and jump into our spoiler filled thoughts Mm -hmm. the following are spoiler filled reviews for the short films haloid and curse of the crystal coconut listener discretion is advised feels weird going saying these have spoilers when there really isn't spoilers no (laughs) but whatever so yeah, we're going to start with Haloid first, mostly because that's just what I put in my notes first. Yes. Haloid was written, directed, animated, and a ton of other things, according to the credits, by Monty Ohm. Mm-hmm. Do you recognize this name? It sounds familiar. Before he passed away, mm-hmm. he is the, he created the, the uh, internet anime Ruby mm-hmm. and also did a bunch of stuff for uh, Rooster Teeth. Teeth. Uh, for their Red versus Blue series when they needed some more original animation mm-hmm. than what the machinima would allow them to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And he this is really what got him, like, got, got him very popular, even though he apparently didn't know this until uh, Rooster Teeth talked to him. He didn't know this had made such an impact. Really? He, he thought his, he has another series he did called Dead Fantasy, which was mm-hmm. a combination of Final Fantasy and Dead or Alive. Mm-hmm. Which I think was an excuse to have 3D girls fight. True. Considering the Dead or Alive mm-hmm. series. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, 
and uh or the final fantasy girls in uh-huh. skimpy outfits fight let's be honest and i think that's probably what he was thinking because it kind of was had a wider reach since those were released on youtube mm-hmm. the problem with the uh, haloid is that it was put out on game trailers.com mm-hmm. back yes it's like this is like a 15 year old short guys this is back before youtube was really a thing true i mean it was around but google hadn't bought them yet they were still uh they were past the dating site thing they were at the time which still weirds me out thinking youtube is a dating site but it was Hmm. uh but before they this is back when you still had a 10 minute limit on your videos that's right yeah this is how far back we're talking it was just getting big basically but uh there had already been some work to put video if you're not doing flash to have a video player on you're on site and game trailers was doing this for a lot of video game trailers at the time. And so they put a lot of work into that. So they were of course hosting a bunch of videos on that. Mm-hmm. And I kind of found it because uh, I was already going to game trailers.com on the regular because I was watching a bunch of videos from the website, screwattack.com that mm-hmm. was over there. Yeah. And the most famous of those shows would have been um, the angry video game nerd. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know him. Yes. I know of him. Uh, no, none of that language is coming out tonight. No, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so, and I happened to run across that, and th- this has been stuck in my memory since then. It, uh. it, I did uh, when we were trying to come up with these. I was, I had the image of my mind, but I couldn't think of the name of it. Mm. And then when I finally realized the name of it, and I went to search it, I thought, surely he put he released this on his own YouTube channel before he passed, because mm. he had all he has a bunch of other stuff on there, including yeah. the original four shorts for Ruby. That, that uh introduced that series before i think it got fully in uh, uh came into rooster teeth mm-hmm. but yeah uh that's kind of how i found it because it wasn't there I, I thankfully somebody else uploaded this and that's yeah. where we watched it from which is why when you if y'all go to the link that's going to be in the show notes you might notice this is a little fuzzy because it's recorded at 480i it is interlaced video and it's 15 years old so the old youtube compression is involved in this which is not great no (laughs) but this is how we were able to find it now there is a someone did a shot for shot remake of this thing in uh source filmmaker Mm -hmm. i haven't watched it yet it only came out in 2019 but uh it looks like it's it's definitely meant as a tribute and it looks like it's shot for shot the closest thing we'll ever get to a uh remaster but that is out there so okay anyway that's my thoughts what are that's my information okay oh i have one more thing sorry (coughs) uh of course it's got two characters in it yeah samus aran from metroid of course specifically this is the version from metroid prime uh the popular version at the time and the most recent the spartan that we see in here from halo because the super soldiers network called spartans yeah uh at first glance it probably you probably think this is master chief you would think it's not but this is also not an original character yeah this is actually a character named nicole 458 who was an unlockable crossover character from the video game dead or alive 4 really they uh they had they were in they had been talks with microsoft to have master chief come over but uh bungie who was still in charge of it, the game at the time uh said from a storyline perspective that doesn't make sense 
So we'll let you make a new character who has the same armor, basically. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so yeah, that's who that is. Okay, that's the last of my trivia. Okay. All right. So for info and stuff, IMDb, there isn't any. Be able, watch, uh, be able to watch it's available on YouTube. Uh, production the secondary versions. Of secondary. It. It's not. We don't have the original, unfortunately. Right. Um, production was by Monty Own. Am I saying that right? Oh, yeah. I, I, that's Monty my Ohm. guess on how to say his name. Yeah, Monty Own. I think I've heard it said Monty Own before. Yeah. Uh, distribution. I just put game trailers as the as it originally was put out on mm-hmm. game trailers. That's where he uploaded it to. Uh, original release date was April twentieth, two thousand seven. And that's all I have. Yeah, they, that's that is the thing about these shorts is we don't have a ton of information to go is, off of. That is true. So yeah, what are your thoughts on this? Um, it was interesting. It was it was like okay, what am I watching? <laughs> First, I was like, right. It was like okay, be like I get this is from Halo because I I played Halo a little bit back in college. Mm-hmm um how long ago that was was a lifetime ago at least 20 years ago yes at least 20 years ago now um man that makes me feel old playing like the original halo on at college was fun but so yeah super mario world was 30 years ago yeah (laughs) which is worse we're getting old man let's just say that you do realize next year the year i turn 40 so will mario or Super Mario Brothers, the first NES Mario game. Oh, okay. Oh boy. The the the, the Super Mario Brothers launch games, which means the NES will be 40 years old. Wow. Just wow. Anyways. Anyways, be like I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Be like it is very chaotic as a uh, a viewable watch. And there again, the uh the uh the interlacing and the the uh resolution on it is yeah. not the greatest it's, it's it that is the biggest issue i yeah. have with this yeah i wish i had the the download from the game trailers website from years ago but and i'm sure if i went to internet archive which I, i'm not thinking of this until just now yeah i may have been able to find like a different upload but this was the best i could find in the time i had fair so but you know, overall, but like it's it's interesting. It's an interesting little short, and um, it's a nice utilization of two or three different company or um, IPs, mm-hmm. completely unlicensed. But that's the whole point. Yeah. Not to mention music from the Matrix. Yes, I didn't. I didn't recognize that. <laughs> there's like there's a there's a there's a little bit of Halo music in there, and there's a three seconds maybe of metroid music and the rest of it is it's, the fights between is the music from when neo fighting uh agent smith that's, yes that's all that's what it comes yeah to. All, all the the bullet time scenes oh yeah the we're like oh we're just ripping straight off of matrix mm-hmm. so yeah that, that is that's my general thoughts so looking back on when i originally saw this and i i need to mention this before i get to my current thoughts I was blown away when I originally watched this because I had been following like the machinima stuff like red versus blue for a while and always looking for cool new stuff to watch because I was amazed at the time what they could do with just in-game models and animation. Right. I watched this and of course immediately I know, okay, yeah, this was not done in engine. No, (laughs) it's, they obviously have taken the models from the game, mm-hmm. but this is definitely not being done in engine because none of this is possible. 
<laughs> but I remember watching it and just being blown away seeing this all this whole fight scene because honestly, I'm trying to think if there had been a 3D animated film before this came out mm-hmm. that had fighting like this. I mean, yeah, you had the Matrix, but that's there's a lot of composition and green screen and wire work mm-hmm. done in that. It's not fully CG models and such. Yeah. And I'm trying to think what Pixar movie would have come out close to this. Um, Up maybe. <coughs> I think. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking about s- stuff that was like, I mean, it, it wasn't like we're talking about toy story era stuff. No, but this was still like, unless you were Pixar and we're, putting the big i mean this is around the time the first madagascar film came out yeah which is a little clunky if we're being Mm -hmm. honest uh we haven't reviewed that one yet somehow uh and it's not on the schedule thankfully (laughs) but uh this is i remember just being blown away by this and thinking this is a guy on a home pc probably a nicer Mm -hmm. home pc than i have obviously but on this kind of stuff you could you know if you built it and you knew the right parts, you could get a pretty decent PC at the time. Mm-hmm. And he did this whole edit thing from beginning to end. And yeah, I've been watching flash videos mm-hmm. like uh, the two, the, the, the four part Epic we watched last year, uh, rise of the mushroom kingdom. Mm-hmm. But I, which amazed me even for 2d, even though that's, I understand how they did it. This was like, I was blown away at the time. It was mm-hmm. it's crazy what they were what he was able to do. And so of course, uh I I didn't I don't I remember I didn't watch any of Dead Fantasy just because I never did. Yeah. No good reason. But when I found out he was the one behind Ruby, that was the entire reason I just like, oh, they're doing an original anime-ish story with Monty Ohm doing the fight scenes. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> How would I not be? Yeah. And so I, I, and that was the entire reason I originally watched Ruby. And then, uh, it was, was because of Hayloid. You get mm. right down to it. So looking at it now, uh, yeah, I can, I, I, I'm still amazed what he was able to do at that time. And I do wish, like you said, that the resolution and the interlacing was not an issue mm-hmm. here. Uh, but, I, I'm still, I'm still amazed by what this, what they were, what he was able to do because oh, yeah. even nowadays you don't see people doing a fight scene like this. No. Even though I think he, uh, the, uh, I think this has affected stuff going forward because uh, I'm fairly certain Kung Fu Panda has had a couple fight scenes, especially in like two and three, probably that have been like impressed by this. I'll put it that way. Um, and of course the, uh, the Ruby series, which I only watched in a little bit into season three before I just decided I was not, that show was not as good after Monty passed. Okay. For being means, honest. Yeah. Um, no offense to the people working on it. It's just, it did not have the same heart at that point, but yeah, I, I, I'm just still amazed by what they were doing. Cause this thing, this is original models that they ripped from the games. Mm-hmm. Even uh, I think the only thing that's in here that's not original is the uh, morph ball because that is not 
the game is not the one no. from from that era that is looks like an original model yeah or it's the lighting on it is weird uh, if it is the original model but um i'm so amazed what they were able to pull off with this oh yeah so, of course uh yeah and this is like i said this is a classic and i can't speak its praises enough i'm trying to actually think is there something here i don't like besides the resolution and the interlacing and i think the only thing i have is i kind of wish that the model for the backgrounds were better Grant, this is all models taken from halo so i mean yeah. we're talking original xbox beginning of the xbox era yeah it's like 90 like, like 2001 uh is when those models probably were created before they were thrown in here so i mean that's like the one thing i can think of because it it's like it is a little clunky but also to some degree that adds to the charm of this mm. so i can't get too mad at it you know fair um but yeah uh this was a nice trip for me down memory lane to see okay. this again it had been a long time since i'd seen this <coughs> I, th I the only other issue i do have is that when uh, uh samus gets hit and her power armor starts coming off yeah um some of the armor just disappears it does <laughs> it, it's not like it gets blown off and you can see where you know it's just like it's here one frame and gone the next yeah and i i, I to some degree i think uh that happened that doesn't happen with uh nicole thankfully mm. but it's different situation there yeah but yeah uh i think that's like the only other problem with this is that unfortunately that they they didn't have a good transitionary model at the time from uh power suit samus to zero suit samus mm -hmm. so yeah that's probably like the only thing i have to say bad about it okay so my my thoughts on uh haloid mm -hmm. uh one i think i heard about it when it first came out in 2007 i yeah. think because there again my younger brothers and my cousins and friends like that were all in that same kind of vein of mm -hmm. like watching these things and i think i remember watching like a clip of it somewhere and i was like this is weird and walked off right um and walked up on somebody else watching it thought it was weird decided yeah exactly else i think it's, I, they were like oh this is from so-and-so license like you know game trailers yeah they mentioned that and i was like okay so i watched for a second and it's like, okay that's cool and walked off and did something else mm -hmm. so and now coming back and watching it, it's okay i appreciate what appreciate what he was able to do with the technology and able to um you know taking the um what did you call it earlier with the uh, uh the, the models yeah they took the models out of the yeah, game they took the models from the game took models from the game you know created what they created be like he's uh interesting the the one thing i do enjoy about this was how he revealed samus samus mm -hmm. and just be like he's coming down boom because obviously you know it's samus samus yeah samus um i'll just call her metroid but it's that's the that's, metroid that's the, the metroids are the, yes, the little aliens yes that she fights which, in that. which i was expecting to see a metroid in this but there wasn't um uh, i suspect the reason that there wasn't is uh maybe a it wouldn't have made sense fighting the other with the other aliens there yeah but because I mean, samus as colorful as she is almost doesn't fit this environment that is true so i think that may be what it is it's like samus barely fit anything else from that probably would not have worked yeah true we don't even get her ship in this no but her her reveal 
when you know like her her ball form comes down and she comes back and she like you know there's samus and it was like wow okay that's the that's a cool reveal the the fog the fog effects for the um I want to call it PS2 error, but no, it's yes. Uh, uh, no, no, that's PS2 error because uh, this would have been GameCube Xbox. Yeah, uh, what uh, Halo? The the models for mm-hmm. Metro would have been from the GameCube, and uh, the from the uh, Xbox. It'd be the original Xbox on uh, for Halo. Okay, so uh, I wasn't wrong. So I was. You, wrong. you got it right. You got it right. Okay, good. There again, I'm not a gamer, but right. You don't have these generations for uh, in your head like I do. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I thoroughly enjoyed her uh, Samus in Samus's introduction to mm-hmm. this. I thought it was very well done, and it was just like, okay, that's impressive. That's an impressive introduction to a character, and I was thoroughly impressed. Uh, are we going both likes and dislikes? At, at this point, we're just discussing. Yeah, I didn't really. I kind of did both in mine. Yeah. So so be like the production of it is very well done. Be like for the time period, time mm-hmm. period, and what. Um, technology added available to produce this and there again i don't have nostalgia like you towards this yeah so i get that i get yeah so coming at it from a uh 21st century views view view, it was created in 21st century come on jacob i knew what you mean yes from a 2024 point of view yeah from a 2024 uh, perspective um i appreciate what he did and what the the capabilities of technology he had available to him to create this is impressive. It's cool fights and it's just like, okay, this is really confusing and definitely the low resolution. We watch yeah, it doesn't in. help. It doesn't help at all, but uh, maybe I'll have to go back and watch the remake, the remaster. Yeah. The remake, the remake. This but, is a full remake. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. But. Yeah. I didn't, but, want, I didn't want to color my opinion of the original with the remakes. So yeah, that's why I didn't fair, look at it. Fair. Uh, I would say uh, my my only dislike is probably the 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 graphics and probably with the the uh, low grade inter- interlacing and mm-hmm. whole bit just made the experience of watching it kind of muddled. That is, yeah, that, I would say that is the biggest issue. Yeah, here. it kind of looks like you're watching this recorded off an old VHS. Yeah, exactly. Which kind of feels nice in yeah. a way kind of nostalgic uh-huh and the same thing was like i am too used to progressive scan mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly dvds don't look this bad most of the time <laughs> but uh yeah yeah and uh one other thing it's like when samus 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 samus, samus. Sam- it's literally the name sam yeah with an us samus samus yeah I knew I was going to mispronounce it because I always mispronounce yeah. everything. Right, right, right. Santa, Samus. Um, you do have issues with names sometimes. I do, which is very frustrating sometimes. I can imagine. But, so when the uh, what we think is Master Chief gets injured and takes off the backpack in the reveal, oh, it's this female character. <laughs> I was like, and then like the resolution resolution drops even further, and it's just like this just looks weird. <laughs> I didn't notice a resolution change, but I think the way that I didn't like how when she uh, whips off the, 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 the chest, the chest pieces. Mm-hmm. So to set a bomb, I had no idea it was going to in the back of that backpack. Yeah. Uh, I did like how just for a glimpse, I could tell it was a female model underneath the armor mm. because I don't think I noticed that 
in the on the other times I watched this because I remember being surprised huh. when the helmet when they took the helmet off and it was a, a woman's head. That would surprise. Revealed me. it as a woman. Yes, so. but I shouldn't be surprised because Samus was done. Initial reveal back in the NES was done the same way. Yeah. You didn't find out she was a woman until you beat the game. Yeah. And, now, and then she's standing there in her skimpy uh, 8-bit bikini waving at you. Yeah, because I, I remember distinctly my brother Jim be like, he he beat the original game. He was like, oh my gosh, it's a woman. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a girl. Name, with a name like Samus, Yeah, you would think it's a guy because Sam is a guy's name. Yeah, you would think. But it's not. It's not how this works. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's my thoughts on... <laughs> right. Uh, what would hey, you like, rate this thing? Uh, I would uh, probably like a 5.5. Like it was, it was interesting. It was something mm-hmm. that maybe I'll go back and rewatch or watch the re the remake or remaster, whatever you want to call it. And uh, see what the uh, homage was to the original creator. Yeah. And um, they're going to be like, I do not have the nostalgia you do for this. Right. So I'm looking at it from a more modern perspective. So yeah, five point five. Like it's interesting. It's it's worth a watch. Definitely have nostalgia towards things like that. Uh, sadly, I don't. Mm-hmm. But I agree. Be like it is a a work of its age, and it's it's done very well with the technology and the graphics it was able to do. And uh, it may not be my cup cup of cake, cup of tea, but it's enjoyable. I'm giving it a seven. Okay. And admittedly, I will admit some of that is nostalgia filled. Yeah. But uh in a lot of cases, I would say that like for the historical yes. uh weight this has, because like I said, this is before YouTube was a normal thing, and you didn't have many fan videos at this time in 3D. Yeah. Uh that looked that looked this good. Now, yeah. granted, where times have changed mm-hmm. in terms of what we are safer with, and I will admit, yeah, I wish it was uh, progressive scan and uh, in a higher resolution than 480. Though to some degree, I'm thinking the one we watched must be closer to like 360. Mm. To be honest, uh, ironically, ironically, yes, yes, I didn't think of that when I said mm. that, but. Uh, yeah, I'm still giving this a seven just because I'm still amazed looking back on it, what he was able to do because it with the technology available at the time and the choreography, the fight choreography on this, I think is still mm-hmm. stellar. Yes, we. I, I think a lot. What, what few 3D films we have with fighting in them, I think, still don't kind of hold up as well as this does. Because mm-hmm. I mean. The problem with this is the fact that it, we're looking at models that are 20 years old doing this, but yet the choreography, the animation on those models, I think is spectacular. Yes. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm giving it a seven. And, and like I said, I, I do admit a lot of that is nostalgia, uh, but I'm still amazed by what he was able to do. So seven. Agreed. All right. Ready to go on to the next one. Uh-huh. Curse of the Crystal Coconut. Yes. I love this. Directed and animated by mm-hmm. Alex Henderson. Mm-hmm. Of course, I have no cast. The song in this is called Pirate Scorn, mm-hmm. originally written by Timothy William Fox and Paul Kaufman yes. from the Donkey Kong Country cartoons episode Booty and the Beast. 
Not surprised. And it was covered in this by the band Ailstorm. Mm-hmm. And what I would have to call pirate rock. Yes, very much pirate <laughs> rock. Because apparently that's a lot of what they do is basically pirate rock. Uh, I did not discover this until uh, right before we reviewed Urkel Saves Christmas. Really? Uh, I Somehow I had just missed this. I granted, I'd seen the cartoon like a long time ago. Yeah. And I knew they that that cartoon had songs, but I barely remember the show or what was going on in it, other mm. than this is early 3D cartoons and it shows. <laughs> and and going back because I did because I did find the original song and watch it. I thought, okay, yeah, for this time and the TV budget, yeah, that was cool. But this particular version. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I highly enjoyed. Uh, what do you got for info and stuff? Uh, let's see. Info and stuff is to put my glasses back on. Sorry, I, uh, no, I, I, I started, no worries. I got off on a tangent. Your worries, no worries. IMDb, there is none. Uh, watch YouTube production. Um, uh, bootleg dubs. Yes, bootleg dubs. Uh, Alex Anderson, and with additional help from Evoda, Evoda, and production cr- uh, crate. Distributed by, there's no distributing. There's no distributing. Yeah. Um, it was, it was put re- out on YouTube. Basically, it was put on YouTube. Uh, you can find more of his stuff at www.artofalekinderson.com. Mm-hmm. Originally, release date was September 13, 2021, and it does have a sequel called Return of Crocodile Island. Isle. I saw that late earlier this afternoon i have mm. not watched it yet i watched a little bit of it it's very similar it's got this more but like a musical theme to it mm-hmm. and uh it's the return of a certain crocodile from the that particular series if it's k rule he was in this too yeah that's true but anyway yeah this, that's his name because i have no idea yeah, king k rule king k rule okay you get the pun k rule yeah k rule cruel yeah, crawl. Don't be cruel. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this song, like I said, is from the Donkey Kong Country cartoon that was made by a Canadian, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, in uh, in cooperation with Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And that's what made what made the original song that this is and this short that this is all based on. These, and these characters are in the short. Of course, it's yeah. all unlicensed. Yes except they did license it, I assume, from the band, but who the band licensed the song from, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, like I said, I discovered it right before we reviewed Urkel Says Christmas because uh-huh. we needed to say something at the end of that episode to say what we were looking for uh-huh. next. We hadn't really discussed uh, what we were doing for Indie Shorts Month yet. We barely true. decided we were doing Indie Shorts Month. <laughs> that is true. And the thursday night before we recorded i'm writing making sure all my notes are good and i'm looking at my thing and going i only have one thing to put on this list i need a second so i just started searching fan films Uh and this was one of the first ones that came up and i watched it and thought oh this is interesting because at first i did not realize it was donkey kong country cartoon i just thought oh this is a donkey kong country fan film that's kind of uh-huh. cool because it really alludes a lot to the games more than i think it does the show even though like most of the kremlings are from the show yeah um the kremlings are the crocodiles 
Oh, uh, okay. I was like crumblings. Yeah, that's the actual term for the that force under oh, okay. is crumblings. Crumblings. Okay. Um. So yeah, I, 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 I remember watching this again. Okay, this is extremely well animated mm-hmm. for this. Uh, and yeah, um. I don't even know where to go off on this because I, I enjoy the animation. This has got great 2D animation. It looks mm. far better <laughs> than the cartoon does. Yes, agreed. Uh, Indefinitely. Uh, and I do love the, the the fluidic animation on these characters. Mm. And I got to thinking, how often anymore do we see like large characters that are large, more large on top than they are on bottom? You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't really see stuff like that no, anymore. You no, you don't. And and, and this was just animated like so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if you if you hadn't watched, definitely just go click the link in the show notes and go watch this because mm-hmm. it is it's worth it. Very fun. Yes. What are your thoughts? Um, my thoughts. They're gonna like you. Be like, I never heard of this prior to. Uh, you putting it on the list and watching it this afternoon. I was like, Whoa, this is amazing. This is absolutely incredible. Be like, it's, it, it's very well done. It was done in 2021. Uh-huh. Uh, music is incredible. The, the animation is so fluid. It's yeah. so well done. It, it's, it's, it's 3d and it's not overly done. You have incredible, um character models they're they're lively they're entertaining mm-hmm. they're not just standing there and looking at you and just ah like the yeah. like the original cartoon would have been because they're again well, that, was, that it, was early th- uh, 3d model characters yeah and on this yeah they are 2d but yeah. uh so many 2d animations you see on the internet nowadays you have one character who's actually doing something and everyone in the background is just standing there like I'll be able to say later on tonight. I just remembered. <laughs> There's a shot in the Evangelion one that's like, wow, you, you just let just put those guys in the background and just let them stand there. Cool. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Anyway, um, uh, but this is like there is movement throughout oh, the yeah, entire thing fluid. in the background. Very fluid. Um it, and and there's like there's even like characters who are only on the screen for like two seconds. You blink and you miss them. Oh yeah. Uh like because you see Cranky Kong. Uh, right there near the end before the they break into the treehouse yes yeah. steal the crystal coconut that's not there yeah it's great um but yeah this is this is just so much fun i didn't even realize this song was even a thing and i no. like I, I love this song right at the moment i didn't like i said I, I think i said this before at the beginning it's like i didn't know pirate rock was a thing and now i want to hear more mm-hmm. the the one of the things that i noticed is like on the second reviewing because I watched it at work on my phone, which doesn't do this justice at all. No, it doesn't. So you watch, really need what, to watch this on a big screen. Yeah, watching on the big screen, watching your television, and the point where the pirates are on what is the island called? DK Island. DK Island. They invade DK Island, and as they're like pulling up the uh, busting the uh, the piers up, you see for like fractions like like Diddy Kong and yeah, uh, running away. Yeah, and running Funky away. Kong sitting on the back acting like nothing's going on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But it's just like you have those little like little gems that are here and they're gone. And uh obviously you get, you know, DK's there, and then you get um what's the crocodile's name? Which one? The one singing? No, the 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 one with the crown. Oh, King K. Roll. King K. Roll. 
used to be like see those two characters they're gonna be like i didn't watch i don't play video games so i have no i know who diddy D- D- i know who dk is but donkey kong yeah i know who donkey kong is uh everybody else i'm like okay i think i recognize these characters but i don't know who they are so but, i will say that uh from the game the only one that was in here you would recognize would be donkey diddy mm-hmm. cranky and funky yeah and king k Roll. yeah the every all the kremlings uh would technically have been background characters with no names other than the mm. general name for that repeatable enemy yeah uh and this and uh, captain scurvy yes as his name is apparently was uh, was created originally for the cartoons okay yeah but overall be like i enjoyed this tremendously uh the pirate score is absolutely incredible, like you said before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know they there was pir- pirate rock. Be like, I I'd heard stuff like that, like uh, like whiskey in the jar and that kind of stuff. Yeah, but uh, that's old Irish Irish folk stuff that we turned into rock. Um, there, I couldn't find anything really wrong with this because yeah, animation wise, the problem I ran into. Yeah, there's it's done incredibly well. There there's so much incredible point to detail with every little thing that's animated is done incredibly well uh to the minute detail of like oh here's a here's a background character they're doing something not just standing there like a brick mm-hmm. but um it's thoroughly enjoyable i really really enjoyed this short and, and and i will definitely watch the sequel because i started watching before i came over here and i was like wow this is good and it's another musical mm-hmm. good I'm curious to watch what that is also. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to rate it? Uh, I am rating it a eight. I, I enjoyed it that much. I think I'm going to go with an 8.5 because this did dig up a little bit of nostalgia because I yeah. do remember this show. Yes. I don't remember this episode specifically, but I was able, because the, the, show, the song was written for the show, there are some... Uh-huh references to stuff from the show like the crystal coconut i know was a thing from the show yes that he was searching for that uh, k roll was trying to get a hold of yeah and had gotten captain scurvy to look for it except captain scurvy apparently had some ties to it from the from his past mm. or his family history uh and i i knew of it being the, the coconut being in the uh the idol of inca dinka do Okay, it's the name they and they do say that name in the song. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to hear. Unfortunately, yeah, agreed. Uh, but I, I, I was like, okay, it, it, it got uh, it, it raked up some nostalgia for me. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't a lot of nostalgia because I think I barely caught this. Yeah, caught the show. But yeah, yeah I'll give it a seven point five. Yeah, or eight point five. That's what I said. Eight point five. Yes. So yeah, that brings us to the end of mm-hmm. our review this time. Yes. Uh, join us on the other side of what, the bumper. What are we watching next? Oh, yeah, next time. Sorry. All sorry, right, sorry, I got sorry, it. Sorry. I got, got it. it. Okay. Uh, so the next two shorts we are reviewing, This, these two are my pick. Uh, it's called Fuel, and the other is called Soft Rain. Okay. So a completely different departure from what Drew's picks are. Yes, because we realized, just like last year, he's picking these nice artistically mm-hmm. uh artistic full i, I don't know what i don't want to say important because i i don't want to put more importance on that needs no to be, but you know what i mean artistic the, the, emphasis are the kind of stuff you would expect to be to be like uh to you to show off and i'm just doing internet history crap <laughs> yeah more be like yours is more like internet nostalgia with video games 
Well, except the ones we're doing, my put on there next time are not video games. Really? Okay, that's weird. But you actually may have some nostalgia for what it is. Oh, okay. Even though you have never, I don't think you watched anything from this site. Or if you did, it wasn't much. I don't even recognize his name. You wouldn't, but it's a G.I. Joe parody. Oh, okay. That <laughs> makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. But anyway, yeah. We'll we'll talk about that next time. Yes. Join us on the other side of the bumpers. And uh, we will get to talking about uh, what we've been watching, the news, and I know you said info and stuff. But we'll get into some Evangelion. Yes. Emotional damage. This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box. Whether you enjoy geeky reviews, comedy, or original fiction, you can open up the Culture Box and find something excellent for your soul. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. This week, we suggest checking out Stunning and Brave. Each week, hosts Chris Cowan and Nate Henderson confess their privilege, spotlight stunning social media posts, and fabricate outrage, all while keeping you super woke and enlightened. They will make you laugh. That's right. You have no choice. Uh, Check out Stunning and Brave at stunningandbrave.net. The Cellcast would also like to thank the following patrons. Ashley and Francisco Ruiz, Book of Gaming, PaulJPowers.com, and Edwin Gonzalez. If you would like your name shouted out on the show, uncut episodes, and special art from Jacob, and for a limited time, the chance to request episodes of the podcast at the $10 level for us to review, please donate to us on Patreon. We have only had one person take us up so far, and he was already a member. So he just upped, he just upped his pledge. Oh, okay. Nice. So, yeah, I've already kind of got on the schedule, but I'm waiting to see how anything else goes to, okay, got it. to, to fully place it, because nice. I know one of them we need to time exactly. Yeah. So, Jacob, I have a question for you. Yes. What have you been watching? So in the course of two weeks, ever since our little hiatus for Christmas and New Year's. Yes. Uh, so for Christmas, Christmas Day, I drove to my parents' place and uh, we opened presents. And towards that afternoon, my dad was just flipping through channels looking for stuff to watch for Christmas Day. And he turns on Home Alone. <laughs> okay. Yeah. On Disney Plus. And uh, that was fun because you, you obviously like we'd all watched the movie a dozen times by now. <coughs> and it was it was fun doing like me and my brothers and like everybody was just throwing trivia out the entire time and this and this and this it was a great time um i finished watching a documentary called sly it's the same it's a sylvester stallone documentary on netflix mm-hmm. and it's more of uh apparently uh sylvester stallone or also sly is he's reminiscing about his life and his career while he is moving. So it's an uh, interesting uh, introspective of the actor. And uh, I thought it was very interesting uh, because I know um, Arnold Schwarzenegger did a similar thing, I think, last year, I believe. Mm -hmm. And that was interesting because don't we all love our, our actors from, you know, our childhood is doing they're they're recounting their their they're recounting their lives and i thought it was very interesting uh also um i started watching a old show that i've granted this was back in the 
I think the late 80s, early 90s record of Lotus War. Oh, yes. Yes. So I've, I've watched that whole thing. Yes, we know, Dila. You have to. That's why you <laughs> named yourself after the elf. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we know how it is. But uh, I think I'm on episode three or four, whatever, because mm -hmm. it starts off very weird because you're. Well, it's a series of OVAs. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Yeah. So there's only like a total of what, 12 episodes? Yeah. Which for that time period is strange. Yeah. And there is one episode, I don't remember where it is, but you can tell they had no budget. Yeah. <laughs> it's near the end because it's like a three minute long shot of them zooming out from one image oh. with like things coming across slowly. Mm. It's like, and while like a narrator is describing what's happening, it's like, y'all ran out of budget. Yeah. Yeah. This was one of my earliest, um, uh, earliest encounters of anime. I didn't know it was yeah. anime. And I was like, wow, it's really good. Cause my cousin, Brian, Brian, Brian Rafe has been on the show before, uh, go listen to our episode of, um, what was that episode? Ghost that was, in the show. Yes. It was ghost in the show. Go listen to that one. Uh, he's on that. He's on that. Thanks, Brian. Um, uh, really good because they're gonna start realizing me like how that influenced my art mm -hmm. in so many ways. It's not even funny. And uh, the last thing I I watched, I don't want to give it. I don't want to give advertise this thing because it's a load of trash. Oh, but I, I'm going to give a small synopsis of it. It's on YouTube. You can go watch it at your own discretion. Now, mind you, this is probably put on by a bunch of atheists, non-believers non -believers in Jesus Christ, where they they spin this yarn of, what was it, um, the uh, emperor's messiah, how the Roman Empire created Jesus. Okay. So, with their, with their narration, with their narration that after... Jerusalem was conquered by uh, General Titus back in 70 AD, where the Jewish historian Josephus mm -hmm. had switched switched sides historically, switched sides. So they proclaim that this was when the birth of the Christian movement began, where Josephus wrote all of this down where it would point to rather than because there was messianic character messianic figures who'd shown up and the Roman Emperor or Roman Empire just stomped them out. So the pair according to them, they kind of amalgamated a bunch of these messianic figures. And instead of being violent revolutionaries, they made him peaceful and they called him Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so what they're trying to say instead of Oh no no! But like no, be like he's not a, a he's not a Jewish savior. He's a Roman savior. So they're trying to point back to Emperor Vespasian, who was the emperor at the time. And to me, it's the lotus horse crap on the planet. <laughs> because one, if you know anything about Christian history, you know anything about history in general, definitely Roman history, mm -hmm. is okay. We know definitely historically facts that probably 99% of historians are believe in agreement that Jesus Christ or Jesus of Nazareth did exist. He did die from crucifixion, 
by Pontius Pilate in 3334 AD. And his followers were known as Christians are the way. And that Emperor Nero, after the great Roman fire, blamed the Christians for the fire. And there were many persecutions. According to this document, according to this program in mm-hmm. air quotes, it says, oh, no, 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 that didn't happen. That was all made up later, later by Josephus. I'm like, ha, ha. Now, granted, be like, I'm not going to give you the name of what this was called, because if someone's like, oh, I just want to understand what's going on. Or it's someone who doesn't doesn't know who Jesus is, or maybe they're a new believer. So I don't want them to watch this and have a a incorrect understanding of how history actually works. Because these people are obviously trying to manipulate people. And tough luck. It'd be like if if you're anything like me or Drew, or anybody who has mm-hmm. a firm faith in their belief and knows history for three seconds knows you're wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I wanted to riff, rip on this little documentary, which I'm not going to give the name of because I'm not going to give them credit for anything. Um, so, yeah, I watched like 25 minutes of it and I rage quit. Surprised you lasted that long. Yeah, well, I lasted like five minutes into it. It's like, okay, what are they saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I lasted another, you know, until 25 minutes. I was like, nope, I'm done. So I, I thought I would come on here and talk about how I wanted to rip this thing apart. Okay. So yeah, that is all I've been watching. So I have seen a couple of things right. since we last um, were together. Mm-hmm. For one thing, between, I believe it was uh, the Friday I... So I, I visited my parents for the weekend. Yeah. For, for Christmas weekend. And from the Friday I went down there until about until this last Sunday. Yeah. Every day, Disney Plus released an episode of season two of Marvel's What, what if? if? Yeah. I have seen every episode. Oh. Ah. Because it was easy to keep up with. Yeah. On a daily basis. Uh, <coughs> it is a very good show. The first episode, uh, has a very Blade Runner esque feel to it. Okay, I think you will appreciate the Christmas episode. Okay, because I know how much you like a certain movie mm. that some of us don't consider a Christmas film. Oh, oh yeah, I remember they 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 ripping up riffing off that. Yes, it's it's very good. Yeah, uh, some of the episodes aren't like super great, but there's a lot of good ones. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I watched all that. Uh, I've been, of course, been keeping up with uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Of course. Uh, I haven't watched this week's episode yet. Uh, Went to go see uh, Aquaman the Lost Kingdom. Is that the name of it? Yes. Uh, How was that? It was a reverse uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Okay. In a way. Okay. So... And I don't even know a good way to explain this. There was a very obvious environmental message. Of course. Because humans are evil for putting all this, uh, for warming up their planet. And then, of course, the villain is also 
releasing they literally had one of the the atlanteans call it greenhouse gases i thought that would be a a landside uh term considering the word greenhouse mm-hmm. but apparently not um yeah this ancient magic it used to warm the earth and that's why atlantis fell in the first place according to this is because of this ancient magic that looks suspiciously like radioactive isotopes suspiciously uh, uh i i love how they kept saying we got to be very careful with these containers because they're very volatile and like every shot they hit something with this stupid crane carrying these things it's like you know for something you're worried about blowing up you sure don't seem to be taking very very careful take care of them um it, it, it was a it was a decent film i I, I was able to follow i for where DC is right now, it was good. Okay. Actually, for the state of superhero movies right now, I would say it was good. Okay. Uh, but you know as well as I do how they need how, how the superhero genre mm-hmm. needs like good writing again. And that because that's the biggest problem. Yes. Yeah. Neither DC or Marvel have they're they're both trying to take it easy right now. Now hopefully yeah. James Gunn will make the the DC stuff look good going forward as he's like been the only bright spot in post uh end game mcu he's mm. not the only one but th- th- yeah because because there's an one or two but none of the other marvel movies made me cry okay like guardians volume three did i gotcha um even though there was still some modern marvel bull crap in there <laughs> you know how it goes yeah um so yeah, I've been keeping up with all that. Uh, still watching Star Trek every once in a while, mm-hmm. original series. Because I don't know if I mentioned this, but when we watch, when I watch Strange New Worlds, I think it put a craving for that era of Star Trek okay. on me. Yeah, and of course I put it off while we were doing Lower Decks because that's new Star Trek. Yeah, but after that went off, I just started. I just said. Why don't I just watch the original series? It's all available where I can get to it easy. True. And what I discovered is that I probably, well, I've watched a lot of Star Trek, the original series, and I do mean a lot of it. There's a couple episodes that I may have watched maybe once a long time ago. So I kind of barely remember. Yeah. And I would be willing to say there's a couple of these that I never saw okay so uh and, and the re- it's not that i'm not a true fan yeah don't worry I'm, I'm not going there yeah the reason is i uh, up until a couple years ago my excuse would be i was limited to what they would broadcast on television fair and even that would be you know edited down and the original series was written in such a way there's not really a good way to cut for commercials true that's just not how they wrote at the time. Very true. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going back through that, and it's been a nice, fun trip. But other than that, I think that's all I've been watching. Okay. So I wanted to use... And I've a, been playing Final Fantasy fourteen, Of course. So put that in there. So I wanted to do a huge shout-out to another podcast. Oh. Uh, that would be my, uh, mic'd up with... Uh, with, with a, let me start over with that. Mic'd up with uh, Mike, Dr. Mike, Mike Miller, Miller and... Kobe Durham. Kobe Durham. <laughs> yeah. 
So they, it's not like we don't have connections to this. No, no, no. no. It's, I, I wanted to give them the shout out because they finally came back with yes. a new episode, and, um, and and I've already sent their new pro- their, their new producer uh, critiques on that episode. <laughs> so it's because I want their their stuff to sound as good as everybody else's. So. Yeah, and he understood where I was coming from because anyway, yeah. Beside the point. So um, we're, we're good friends with the producer too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The producer, uh, he gave me a uh, uh, access to access to it early. So I, I wish yeah, I he gave to the, you access to it early. Yeah, you were probably supposed to send it to me and never did. No, he never he he never mentioned that at all. <laughs> Literally, when I sent him things, oh, did uh, did, did Jacob give you uh, give you the episodes? He's like, because he wanted to know which version I listened to. Oh, uh, okay. And he says, no, I did. Was he supposed to? <laughs> <laughs> I just listened to the version I down that I downloaded when it went live. Yeah. We're talking about our friend Al yeah, Lambert. Al Lambert. Um, I'm fairly certain we can say his name on the air. <laughs> yes, but uh, I early I mean, like it's really enjoyable because yeah. it's it's it's, it's um, talking about basically what our church did in a crisis at the beginning of COVID. Yeah, you know what you do right, what you do wrong, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like yeah, if you want like you know good advice about you know just leadership and that kind of thing, because uh, Dr. Mike and Kobe go through at it and it's done very well, and uh, I can't wait for the uh, the um, the uh the video version of this come out he's he's been releasing the video one like over a couple of episodes a couple of releases hadn't he uh i don't know i haven't checked the youtube channel yeah i was looking it's i haven't seen yet but it's probably there it's somewhere granted i i need i want to double check with him on some other things i think i may be looking at the wrong youtube channels for stuff okay because i was looking for uh the wednesday night uh thing Uh the the weeks i've had to miss and plus once choir starts back up i'll have to miss it all the time but i still want to keep up with that stuff right. since it's now i know he's recording it yeah but i can't find where it's being recorded to so i gotta but, i gotta ask him about that yeah but either way be like yeah i just want to give you a shout out to uh mic'd up with yeah. mike miller it's a good podcast it's and a even, good podcast recommend and, and even the stuff before uh this current this most recent episode is good. yes so go check that out also. yes so yeah that's all i got all right in that case it's time for some uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. I thought we were going to do some news first. Oh, we do have news yes. first. I'm sorry. I'm just ready to jump ahead to the to the next thing. Yeah. The Cellcast News with your host, Jacob Heron. Why, thank you, Dylan. And it's and not like I didn't know you had news because a fairly big thing happened on January 1st in the animation world. I don't know if that's your first story. I may have no, jumped the gun. but yeah, you might we'll come back to it. We'll come back. Yeah, to we'll it. come back to it. Come back to it. Like you probably, you're probably thinking of something else I'm not thinking of. Oh, I know you know about it. <laughs> oh, I probably do. I just don't. You've I'm, already made art on it. So I know you know about it. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> We'll the, get back to that in a minute. Yeah, we'll get apparently not your notes. No, apparently it just went zing right over my head. Uh, Anyways, uh, the British uh, the British Academy of Film and Television Arts announced the longest of films and talent that has gone through the second round of voting for the 2024 EE BAFTA Film Awards. Round two voting kicked off today, January 5th, and will be determined will determine the nominations 
uh, to be unveiled via global live stream on January 18th, starting at 12 p.m. Uh, GMT. Greenwich Mean Time. Greenwich Mean Time. Thank you. Because um, it's British. Yes. That's what I Sorry, I said that wrong. It's British. British. So you can't put the T. We they, we they hide the T now since we threw it in the ocean. We dirty Americans, apparently. <laughs> I love you, Americans. All right, so I'm just uh, quoting a meme I saw on the internet. When, yes. So it says, Why don't y'all pronounce the T? We don't we don't show Americans our T anymore since y'all threw it through some of ours <laughs> in, the, in the ocean. Okay, I got. I, I picked it up with that one. That one. I literally. Oh, we just threw a T, a letter T, into the ocean. It's like no T. That's the joke. Yes, I know. <laughs> It went zing right over my head. I'm a history nerd. Jeez. You should have caught it. That's I know. My history nerd card, please. There you go. Thank you very much. Oh, jeez. Anyway, Anyways, uh, out of the 17 uh, nominees already being selected would be uh, The Boy and the Heron from Studio Ghibli, Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget, Elemental from Disney Pixar, um, Namora from Netflix. Oh, Namona. Yeah, Namona. I knew it was something. I haven't Nimona. watched it, but I do remember seeing it yeah. advertised. Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, mm-hmm. the Super Mario Bros. movie, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, and Wish. I am assuming that of these, granted, I've not seen all of them. Uh, I'm assuming Spider Verse gets <coughs> gets the win because I wish I know didn't perform well. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers performed well, but I don't think it was as good as Spider-Verse. No. And uh, I'm trying to think if I, if I had any opinions on the others. I don't think I had opinions on the others. Mm. All right. So going into a little bit of an extra news, this was the um, the final box of numbers for 2023 are in and Universal Elemental Sony Pictures Animation has landed in the top uh animation uh charts and uh here's how the ranking for 2023 animation movies in the box office is going up so these are ranked for the u.s gross uh what do you think was the number one film released and you probably saw it because i posted it earlier this week you did but i didn't look at the thing um what do you think was the top grossing animated movie in the united states I know Mario had an early lead, mm-hmm. but I would be willing to bet Spider Verse passed it. So we're going with Spider Verse. Nope, it was your first guess. Oh, it was Mario? Okay, yeah, Mario. I knew it had a an early lead because there were talks of it beating Frozen too. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, but I I, I just figured Spider Verse had done better because it. I mean, once Spider Verse came out it mm-hmm. like took the conversation off the internet to only be it we weren't talking about mario for a while yeah but anyway yeah so super mario bros uh from universal which made 574.9 million dollars just domestically alone mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, was, it did very well yes far uh, better than the original super mario brothers movie oh my gosh fuck leaps and gowns leaps and bounds off of uh mushrooms Mm-hmm. Uh, the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which I still haven't seen. I started watching it uh, on Netflix. It'll come up, and I was like, "Wow, this is good." Um, Elemental from Disney, which is in third. 
uh puss in boots the last the last wish from universal that's barely this year because i think that came out like in january of last year i think so anyway yeah so tmnt mayhem from paramount uh trolls 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 band together from universal paw patrol the 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 mighty movie from paramount wish from disney migrate from universal and coming in at 10th would be boy in the heron from jib from a studio ghibli for a non-american film that did not have a wide release yeah i mean it had a wide-ish release yeah. but it did not like it was it was not here yeah in, in jacksonville so i mean it wasn't a huge release right uh that's pretty good i mean that's about as well as godzilla yeah. minus one did under the same situation yeah I, I bring that up because it was released under the same type of release right. schedule right I, I, i'm not promoting godzilla minus one anymore we'll wait till we actually <laughs> review that thing because it will be on a, a plus movie at some point i guarantee it, it most likely i already know who we're getting to guest on <laughs> yeah a certain nathan mark chain yeah pop mostly yeah yeah <clears throat> so <coughs> is that the end of your news story uh yes minus the oh yeah the, the big one <laughs> yeah the big one that happened january 1st yes with uh, uh the trademark uh oh, no Sim- on the trademark the trademark's still active it's the copyright the copyright that's right the of, copyright uh, of steamboat, steamboat willie Willy and plain crazy yeah because those both came out the same year yeah are now uh, open when, copyright went up when uh, those two shorts entered the public domain uh this year of course those are the original mickey uh-huh. mouse cartoons yes uh now let's be specific mm-hmm. what's actually out there and you're yes. actually have to do stuff mm-hmm. with uh the animation and the images are public domain yes the performance copyrights, well, the, the composition copyrights for the music mm-hmm. are public domain. Yes. So you can perform these things all you want. Mm-hmm. However, the performance copyrights that were used in the show for, for, for both songs in the short, they still have about 10, 15 years on them. Really? I looked it up because uh, the, the, the songs, because they are handled by the performance that is handled by a separate copyright, even though it's part of the animation. Really? Uh, that makes be- sense because at least uh the song steamboat bill where this gets its name from mm-hmm. although there was a steamboat steamboat bill jr that this is also supposedly based on that was like an old buster keaton film mm. um this is somewhat also parodying uh but that one because it is walt disney who actually does the whistling in that yeah we have to go by 75 years after his death for that copyright to go up, which is not for another 10 years. years. And then Turkey in the Straw, which is the other song in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have no idea who ha- has that performance copyright, but I'm assuming it's got to be around the same amount of time. Yeah. Um, so about 10 more years until it's completely out of copyright. Now, that being said, there's other issues. Yeah. And that being the fact that uh, a Mickey Mouse as a character is still highly trademarked. Yes, uh, and that's in, perpe- in perpetuity. Yes, and as long as the Walt Disney Animation Studios uses that clip from Steamboat Willie, the whistling that Mickey Mouse does is also part of that trademark. <laughs> so y- while you could perform that, there you can, there's not a whole lot you can do with it. 
uh, with this other than just show it as long as you make sure it's like, yeah, this as long as you give notice as to that this is a Mickey Mouse cartoon, Disney, and of course, if you as long as you show the title card, it's gonna do that, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I did some looking up because I was curious, yeah, but yeah, trademark is in perpetuity as long as it is, if I remember the, the wording correctly, um. I forgot the word. Uh, zealously, as long as it's zealously protected. Mm. It's, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? What's Volt my Voltron back there made out of? Legos. You called them Legos. This is officially not what that product is called. Lego is the company. Yes, Legos is the company. Not the lego bricks yeah we just know them as legos we call them legos but lego company itself would like to call you like you to call them lego bricks mm -hmm. to separate them from mega blocks yeah and other rival companies that technically because that patent died a long time ago mm -hmm. they're all in interconnected but yeah. you they don't want mega blocks being called legos even though we probably all would naturally call it that yeah but that's what i mean by zealously yeah. uh protecting it is anytime you say the word legos in reference to the bricks in front of someone who works for the lego company yeah they will tell you it's not called legos if they're lego bricks yes they're lego bricks and that's kind of the same level of zealous uh mm. protection i'm referring that to makes here. sense yeah so yeah i am currently curious considering all of the stuff that has released or has been announced coming out the next Actually, there's something coming out in March. Really? A horror slasher horror film oh. called Mickey's Mousetrap. I heard about this. Now, I, I read on it where exactly what it is. I think they can actually get away with this. <laughs> because they're not saying that it's Mickey Mouse. Yeah. It's a guy dressed in a Mickey Mouse costume. Yeah. That's legal. Because you just, as long as you don't say he's Mickey Mouse, yeah, he's a big mouse. You can't. The, the trademark is not broken. That is true. <laughs> there, there are so many little loopholes when it comes to yeah, trademarks. And you know, Disney is going to be using all of them. That's why Donald Duck is trademarked uh -huh. completely. Goofy is trademarked. Oh, that's the other thing. Minnie is technically available now too in this design. That's right. And Peg Leg Pete, as he yeah. was known at this time. Yes. Not the Pete the cat we're used to. This yeah. Is, they're technically the same character, but it's entirely different designs. Right. So yeah, and but here's the other cool yeah. thing. The there's actually three uh shorts that entered the public domain when all this happened. Like yeah. I said, Steamboat Willie playing crazy. Mm -hmm. And there's a third one. I can't remember the name of it. I yeah. just remember it was kind of a weird, it's not it was using words we don't use in modern language. Okay. So, you know, whatever. It was, but it's the other it's the first three Mickey Mouse cartoons they okay. ever made. They're not the these three are not the first Mickey uh, Walt Disney productions to enter the public domain. Really, there's stuff that came out later that that entered the public domain back when the rule for copyright was 50 years. Plus, if you re-registered it, you could get another 50 years. And one of these actually is a Mickey Mouse cartoon called The Mad Doctor that aired once. Oh, and it was banned. And so, but you can uh, you can watch that. this on YouTube because somebody has it and they recorded it on in a very clear. I've watched it; it's a very clear transfer. Yeah, <laughs> like a really clear transfer. I have no idea how this happened. Hmm. I, I need to look into it more. But there's two other ones that are also in there because because right they weren't now. Mickey Mouse, but they were uh, 
there were other Walt Disney ones. Mm -hmm. And then I found out that there is another quote unquote Mickey Mouse cartoon that is in the public domain that was not made by Disney and has no copyright notice on it. So it entered the public domain upon its creation. Oh, yeah. And it was animated by Adam Savage's mother. Really? Yeah. It's called, the, the official name of it is a uh, short film. Mm -hmm. or short subject as a yeah. short subject but it's more well known as mickey mouse goes to vietnam it is less than a minute long i watched the whole thing right it's less than a minute long and literally it's like mickey mouse walks on screen sees a sign that says uh join the army see the world walks off screen walks back on screen with a gun and a helmet gets on a boat that says to vietnam Gets off the boat, walks into the forest, and then gets shot in the head. And as he lays slowly dying on this beachfront with black, this is a black and white cartoon. Yeah. With blood coming down his head, his natural smile turns into a death frown. And that's the thing. That's the entire short. I've got to watch this. This looks so morbidly <laughs> funny to watch. It was, it was the weirdest thing I watched. It's like, does Adam Savage know you can, anyone can watch this? Because he ought to be making money off this. But yeah, it was when I when I was doing the research on Wikipedia about it, it literally stated the name of the, the name of the person, the, one of the animators, and it literally lists Adam Savage's mother right next to it. It's like, oh my, really? <laughs> wow. Yeah, Adam Savage of MythBusters fame yes. for those who don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's. That's all I've got on this. Nice. So are we ready to jump into, now that we've talked about Mickey Mouse having some emotional damage, why don't we talk about a young Shinji Ikari doing the same? Once again, I must remember to mention that that is Stephen He doing the emotional damage bit that I got off his thing. And I can't remember now for the life of me where the Lost Four Kids stuff was from. <laughs> Who uploaded that? My apologies. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah. In this episode. <laughs> yes. Called A Human Work and or The Works of Man. Mm -hmm. It was directed by Keiichi Sugiyama and written by Hideaki Anno and Yoji Inokido. Mm-hmm. In this episode, a new nuclear-powered military robot, Jet Alone, goes out of control during a demonstration ceremony and heads towards an almost certain meltdown. With the help of Shinji and Ava Unit 1, the Sato takes it upon herself to stop its rampage. 
there is no new casts really to speak of in this episode. Yep. Getting into the trivia, the angel that we have appearing in this episode, we do see the corpse of Ramiel. Yes, agreed. And I am including Jed alone here, even though he's not an angel, since he was the main antagonist that had to be stopped. Yes. Main robot or bad yeah. guy. Yeah. So yeah, Jet Alone is a bipedal robot developed by Japan Heavy Chemical Industries, designed to supplant the Evangelions. Unlike the Evangelions, which have a limited internal power supply and must rely on external power cables for extended operation, Jet Alone has an internal nuclear reactor, likely a pressurized water reactor, and oh. can function for at least 150 consecutive days. Oh. Jet Alone also requires no pilot and is controlled by an onboard computer. Radio commands can be issued from a ground station. Jet Alone actually happens to be named after Jet Jaguar. Huh. Who helps uh, for our friend Nate on his show oh, as okay. uh, their curse blocker. Oh, okay. Uh, this is also Godzilla's robot sidekick that appears in Godzilla versus Megalon. Huh. A very fun movie. Uh, one of the partners in the Jet Alone joint venture is Ikuhara Industries, an homage to Hideaki Anno's close friend and fellow animator, Kukihiko Ikuhara, who is best known for creating revolutionary girl Utena and directing some of the seasons of Sailor Moon. Huh. In the original Japanese dub, one of the Jet Alone's tech crew tells Masato that in odds, that's odds of it's simply stopping on its own are 0.00002%. The English dub by ADV Films accidentally leaves out a zero, saying that the odds are only 0.0002%. You know what? Who cares about a missing zero? It means it's very unlikely. Yes. Uh, This episode is cited by the production team and fans as the end of the introduction arc that began the series. Starting with the arrival of Asuka next episode, the action arc begins with Monster of the Week Angels being fought for several episodes. Yes. Fly Me to the Moon in this one is a the four-beat version, which I'm going to which I had to look up what that is, and I still am not hundred percent certain. But considering it sounds like swing, I'm calling it swing. <laughs> uh, it was sung by Yoko Takahashi, who sang uh, the original. Gotcha. Uh, theme song, the, the you know, Cruel Angel Thesis and yeah. the second two, uh, the episodes three and four's version of Fly Me to the Moon. Okay, gotcha. Uh, but I, uh, from what I did look up, a form of rhythm, uh, four beat is a form of rhythm organization which all four beats are relatively oh, equal. Gosh. Four beat was especially common in the swing area and era and afterwards, but was also found in earlier jazz. Oh, just wait until an, a, I think it's not this episode, not the next episode, but it's like another episode or two later where we're talking about rhythm. Wait till we get to the fly me to the moon in the next episode. I, I, ha- I had to, I, I hurt myself trying to find out information on it. Wow. Okay. So yeah, let's, but yeah, anyway. Uh, so yeah, Jet Jaguar versus Ethan Gellion. What are your thoughts on it? It's a very, that's basically what this is. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> Except very, this Jet Jaguar is stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's a mindless robot that just walks. Yes. It doesn't do anything. The I mean, like it is a very simple, it, straightforward. It only got one command before it rebelled. So. Yeah, exactly. It malfunctioned. It's just it's on a rampage because it's yes. just it's and running it, its program and, and it tears right through Tokyo Dome. Yeah, I I, I do like it because you have uh, Masada. Mas, I want to say Masada, but it's not. That's not the not Masada. A, that's yeah. a, that's outside of Jerusalem. Yes, this is Masato. Masato. 
yeah masato uh who loves to drink a lot but in this one she she definitely does live up to the idea of being a commander yes. like she, she does uh buck against everyone say like, no i'm gonna go do this myself be like this is the last resort this is the only thing we can do and um uh, it's it's the 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 idea that nerve is the only people who can do anything and everybody else is like secondary is second fiddle whatever and uh it's proven to be right because this uh this uh behemoth of a of a mech goes berserk oh. Does it though? Does it though? Yeah. Here's the the thing. I, I, let me let, let me come back to that because I do, I want to mention one part. I really I I laughed my butt off when I yeah. saw it. When this episode starts, it starts off with uh her waking up late for making breakfast. And oh she yeah, 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 had to make it. Yeah. And of course, she is a slob whose idea of breakfast is a a can of beer. can of beer. Of course. And so, and that's you know it's like okay, that that's a nice setup uh-huh. for whatever you're doing. Next time it comes, and, and of course, Pen Pen is there. Pen Pen at least eats an appropriate breakfast for a pig. So Shinji, be like he's yeah, they're, they're all eating stuff, and they all both look at Oscar, Oscar, Masato, and Masada. she walks in, and it's like really, <laughs> you're you're even bothering to show your face right now. <laughs> Like hell, she goes and gets the gets her can of beer, and then in the next after after the next time we we go through the sequence again after mm-hmm. you know a day's gone past and she's getting ready to go where she's going, mm-hmm. she wakes up like early. Uh huh. She is fully dressed mm-hmm. in a uniform we've never seen before, mm-hmm. but we're assuming is her actual nerve uniform. Yeah. Shinji's mouth goes wide open. Pinpin's mouth goes wide open and his fish falls back into his bowl. <laughs> That's like, okay, so yeah, whatever's happening today is important. Yeah. And you're fully aware of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get to the um, this, this banquet to talk about Jed alone. Every other table is full and there's t- and it's got like wine glasses and such uh-huh. in the center of the table. And she and Ritsuko. Ritsuko, thank you. Uh, they're the only two people at their table, and there's only like eight beer cans on their table, of course. Because Masada's been taking the edge off of her own way, which is not champagne, <laughs> like every, and wine, like everybody else says. Exactly. Uh, so that those are funny little background things I yeah. noticed when I was watching this. Yeah. But then, yeah, we get. Uh, Masato, like you said, taking charge, mm-hmm. being the commander we know she is, because we've yeah. seen her do this before. Mm-hmm. This is the first time she's actually, we've seen her actually get in the middle of actually doing stuff. Uh-huh. Because at this point, we don't really have, she's the only person who, who's a, a, technically the Ritsuko. Is that her Ritsuko. name? She probably could have done it too, but she's aware of actually what's going on uh-huh no one bothered to tell masato right because masato would have said we're not doing that <laughs> uh because yeah nerve was aware of this and they sabotage they it's not said that they sabotage yeah this whole thing it's very heavily implied to the point that they might as well have said they sabotage this thing i agree i agree because it's, they believe that the Evangelions are the only things that should 
be taking out the angels. Right. I suspect this has something to do with the other secret organization involved with Nerve. Yeah. Seal or Seal or whatever it's called. Sele. I'm I'm curious how Netflix pronounces it. Because I'm I'm still looking at it every time I go seal. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I suspect it has something to do with that because it's very obvious Gendo has a plan and it's yeah based on what we saw in the next episode uh mentioning a term for the first time that oh no it's the second time because we already we'll get to that in a minute yeah but uh i I suspect that technically jet alone probably would have been successful if the project had been allowed to continue and get better and might have supplanted the avas maybe but that would destroy the bigger plan that Gendo Ikari has. Exactly. And Ritsuko is probably also in on this plan and probably agrees with it. Yeah, probably. Probably. So, yeah. So the, the thing that the during that uh, interaction between uh, Masato and... and... Masato has no idea about it, which no. makes <laughs> me wonder how she's so high in the organization if she's not already on this team. Agreed. So the the point where Masato and the the uh, organize, organizer of the the uh, the new mech, the yes. new mech. I, I, I love that I'm, part where they're having to get authorization to give her the password, and they go through every single. Uh, that was funny. Public image, and then none of them want to do it. They say, "Oh, well, you need to fax that to my to my office, and they'll give you the sign off on it." While he's there, golfing. Oh yeah. <laughs> That was it's hilarious. Like, and finally, the guy just goes, the password is hope. Yeah. It's like, hope. Four letters. That's like saying your password is one, two, three, four, five. Only an idiot would have that as his combination. <laughs> Amazing. That's the combination to my luggage. <laughs> That's right. You've not watched Spaceballs. You don't know what I'm quoting. I have watched Spaceballs. Thank you very much. I didn't think you had. I'm yes, sorry. Yes, I have. Yes, so I, I know, the know what I'm quoting. I do recognize My apologies. My apologies. <laughs> so the point I want to get to, and I thought it was a very good point because the uh, director of this new project, <coughs> Masato's pointing out all these things that'd be like, oh, be like they're, they're um, self-absorbed military, mm-hmm. military elite who like try to take all the wealth and what have you from the the nations around to create their projects and he pounces right back with the exact same um argument that nerve has literally put millions of people into starvation into mm-hmm. like everything because of all the finances going to nerve and it just unnerves <laughs> Masada so much nice He's pun. Like, huh nice pun yeah nice pun. <laughs> unnerves but um but be like, it's true it's true be like it's like for for how much be like money and investment would have to go into to do that yeah it oh, would yeah. it would bankrupt countries mm-hmm. it, it would cause famines it would cause plagues and that kind of stuff oh yeah because not the, that the, gendo cares yeah gendo doesn't care he's he's got his plan which i don't know if you know the plan i know the plan i don't know if you know the plan I suspect since we've already known that there was a second impact that he's trying to make sure the third impact actually occurs. That's as far as I'm going. And I have been intentionally trying to be very careful mm-hmm. with what I 
look yeah, at when I'm researching, researching because Ava Geeks in their trivia sometimes will talk about stuff I don't even know about yet. Blue hair much? <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a blue hair problem. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I'll put it this way. I have already run across whose souls are in the Avas. Yeah. Or at least two of them. Yes. <laughs> so, mm. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, it's it's <laughs> this is a good episode. It's like the and another thing I noticed, like with Shinji, Shinji himself would be like, he's kind of opened up. He's kind of opened up as yeah. a character. He be like he's become friends with people at school. He's be kind of he's he's um uh, uh his hedgehogs, his quills are now kind of retracting mm-hmm. a little bit, so he's more he's comfortable. He's comfortable with everybody. I would not know a thing about how that feels. But uh <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, it's like it's it's good to see a character because you first see Shinji, who's very be like doesn't know how to talk with people. He's very much isolated, and to understand his past, you understand why he's like that. And oh, yeah. uh, we'll we'll learn more about that later throughout the series. But um, when we go down more deeper rabbit holes, but um, I know more deeper rabbit holes are coming. Yes, they are. A lot of them uh but uh this episode is more like you get the the shinji's high point you Mm -hmm. get one of his high points in this episode where be like he is you know openly concerned about masada's health yeah and be like like be like you'll die because of this and it's like you know it's thing you gotta do because like you said masato is be like apparently is either she's in on it or she doesn't know about it masato doesn't know about it and it's kind of surprising considering her role at nerve yeah that she's not in on yeah what's going on yeah as mission commander because she can override ritsuko it sounds like yeah in the field yeah which then makes me wonder why did they let someone who wasn't already in on the thing get into that position yeah we'll 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 get there we'll get get there there. i'm sure we'll get there that is that is the question i have since it's very obvious there are secrets running yes. through the organization and probably yes. nerve is not is is probably the better half of this couple with seal we seal whatever yeah either or so let's get into our next yes. episode. next episode oscar strikes aka oscar arrives in, in japan. japan directed by kazuya surumaki mm-hmm. and written by hideaki Anno mm-hmm. and yoji inokido mm-hmm. In this episode, Masato, Shinji, Toji, and Kinsuke travel to a famous aircraft carrier to collect the new Ava 2, Ava Unit 2, and its prideful pilot, Asuka Langley Soryu. A seaboard angel strikes the fleet, and Asuka leads Shinji into her Ava's entry plug for an immediate demonstration of her skills. Yeah. Getting into the cast, as we do have new cast this time. Yes. Asuka Langley Soryu, played originally in the Japanese version by Yuko Miyamura, Tiffany Grant in the ADV dub, and mm-hmm. Stephanie McKeon in the Netflix dub. We also have Ryoji Kaji, mm-hmm. uh, being played by Ryoji. Koichi Yamadera in the yeah. Japanese version, Aaron Crone in the ADV, and Greg Chun in the Netflix. Yes. Dub. Yeah, Ko- Koji's a cool character. We get to learn more about who he is. And yeah, but in this the- one, he's a jerk. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a jerk. <laughs> he's a jerk. <laughs> Getting into the trivia, the angel we see in this episode is Gahiel. The name Gahiel, also called Gagiel or Dagiel or 
Dagiel in Judeo-Christian folklore is the angel of the fish. That makes sense. Its Hebrew name can be translated as Roaring Beast of God. Huh. Interesting. Once again, I would like to remind our listeners that pretty much all of this Jewish mysticism, we as me and Jacob do not believe in. Exactly. <laughs> Even though all this thing keeps saying is Judeo-Christian. Christians don't actually believe this stuff. A lot of this is the Jewish stuff that is not in the Bible. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, Gahiel has a bony face on its dorsal surface, mm-hmm. almost identical in shape to Sashiel's long-beaked face. Gahiel's core is located in the back of its throat, and the angel's mouth must be open for the core to be vulnerable. Hmm. Uh, in a later episode, Gahiel will it will be it will be told that Gahiel has destroyed one third of the UN naval fleet in this episode. Huh. Gahiel's design is rather similar to that of a shark or a ray. Also, the battle is in vaguely evocative events in the movie Jaws, as both monsters attack human vessels, are reeled in similar to fishing, and are destroyed by explosions set off inside their mouths. Uh, I wonder why. Gonna need a bigger boat. Boats. That's the third time this month <laughs> I've run into that. Open wide, you son of a... <laughs> this episode features the very first appearance of Ava Unit 2. I tried to look up uh, information on this design, but I could not find anything official. However, looking at it myself, I will say it does appear to be based off the stereo depiction, stereotypical depictions of the devil. Of a demon, Yes. No, I'm thinking the devil himself. Oh, the devil himself. Okay. Yeah, you know, the red suit, horns, that, the whole bit. That, the, yeah, the, West, the only thing Western is, interpretation. Western interpretation. Only thing we're missing is a pitchfork. That is true. Which, considering pictures I've seen, I suspect that's coming. <laughs> I'm aware of where a recreation of that thing was is in Japan. <laughs> yes. Just saying. Okay, gotcha. I'm aware of this. You don't have to... You can giggle all you want. The Lance of Lazarus. <laughs> a minor example of character design recycling from another Gynax show appears in this episode. The captain and executive officer of the ship Over the uh-huh. Rainbow are the captain and first officer of the USS Abraham in Nadia, The Secret of Blue Water. The closing credits for this episode are tinted red instead of the usual blue, probably to celebrate the arrival of Asuka and Ava Unit 2, since Ava Unit 2 is painted red. Yeah. Fly Me to the Moon in this one is a bossa techno version sung by somebody named Aya. Oh. And I have to say it that way because no matter what I did trying to figure out who on earth Aya is, uh-huh. I could find nothing. Really? It doesn't help that you type in Aya and Evangelion, you get uh, Ayanami. Ayanami? Every time. Really? It's not Ray. Yeah, it's not Ray. I know that. Yeah. Because every other time it lists the actress playing Ray, it says Ray. Yeah. <laughs> really? It doesn't say Aya or Ayanami. Yeah. It says Ray. And this one, it is just Aya. And I looked everywhere I could. The closest name to a Japanese singer named Aya I could find, huh. I determined was not this person. Huh. Because she her stuff is more punk rock and this is very much cute (laughs) j-pop in fact i actually kind of liked this version my understanding is the asuka version in the next one is even better Hmm. but yeah i scoured the internet 
and was unable to find any information on who the singer is. Huh. Now, granted, I may be looking in the wrong spots. Maybe. But I was unable to find it. Huh. Also, one last bit of trivia. Okay. Personal to me. Okay. This is as far as I've gotten in the show before. Okay. Uh, technically, with uh, the rebuild movies, I did finish the second one. Uh huh. But off my, my understanding is after Oscars ar- arrives, uh huh, it's an entirely different thing. Yes. So I am a say I I am going to put right here to quote Samwise Gamgee. When, on, with the next episode, or to paraphrase Samwise Gamgee, in the next episode, I will be, be taking a step farther into this than I've ever been before. Yes. So yeah, okay. Just wanted to put that out there. Ah, gotcha. I am entering uncharted territory. Good, completely uncharted territory after this episode. Nice, except for clips. Ah, gotcha. A lot of clapping and a lot of orange juice. Oh, gosh. All I know after oh, this. Oh gosh. Also, Arr. also Gendo in the rain with a gun pointed at Ritsko. Mm-hmm. I know about that too. Gotcha. I've seen that clip. Oh, okay. Thank you, ADV Hell. Because <laughs> of course. ADV Hell mocked Evangelion up and down. The oh, board. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, this is our introduction to Oscar Lenny Soyuz. Yes. As in the ADV, 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 dub? ADV dub? Yeah, ADV. Yeah, I can't talk tonight. ADV dub. Mm-hmm. Um, so, her introduction is great. Like, literally, she's standing over people and the whole bit. Get this big dramatic introduction. And, uh, <laughs> Toji gets slapped <laughs> because he the wind picks it. up and sees something gets slapped. He deserved it. I, oh, I agree. And he's, what was that for? <laughs> that was payment for the bit of heaven you just experienced. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. It's like, pow. <laughs> that was great. That was the probably the it's one of the greatest introductions to a character. And she, Oscar, uh, immediately takes charge of situations. The Ava shows up, and obviously. Uh, Shinji doesn't have his his Ava at all. Why would he? Why would that be on standby when an angel can show up at any time? That is true. Granted, I bet I bet Ava Unit One can't do well in the water either. Probably not. <laughs> that was great because it was more like you, you, it shows Asuka's cockiness, her her fiery red haired personality. Yes, all, all, just to get it eaten like a like a. Uh, like a, a wooden puppet in Monstro's mouth. Exactly. <laughs> and then to be used as a lure. <laughs> it was great. It was great. It was so perfect. And it was more like, so Oscar has to show up for Ava. And it's like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm superior episode. to everybody. Yes. And then she forces Shinji to get in her robot. And her and, plug suit. And make, <laughs> makes him wear an extra plug suit of hers. And I'm sitting there going... I get that it's probably the only plug suit you have. Yes. Because <laughs> obviously he didn't bring his. No. Is it that is that one getting destroyed afterwards? Because Asuka, do you want to wear a plug suit Shinji's worn? <laughs> I'm just saying. Right. <clears throat> but uh Especially I, after y'all got so close geez. at the end of this episode. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I I, 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 I will put it this way: if I had any doubt that a port that that uh this was a uh a, a coming to adulthood story before this point, 
it's gone. It's like, okay, yeah, he he had to get super, super close with a girl. Uh-huh. This is him getting super, super close to a girl. Just wait. Just wait. Because obviously he couldn't do it with Ray. She's a little too standoffish. Yeah. And yeah. is in love with another man. Yeah. And we'll get there when we get there. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll get there when we get I'm there. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. We'll figure that out later. And you'll be like, oh, my gosh, no. I get the feeling there's a lot of sin that's going to be implied later on. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Uh, like you said, orange juice. Lots of orange juice. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so whenever we do wind up watching in March, March, I'm going to give you a warning. Just saying. And I'm just saying, I found where the other half of this is on Netflix. You know, for a while, all I could find was End. Yeah. I found the other half. Oh. The the, the one that's technically just a rehash of the whole thing. Yes. Of the the, Uh series. And I'm planning on watching that, too. Okay. Fair. One right after the other, because that's the closest thing you get to the long version. Very true. But anyway. Yeah, anyways. Uh, this is a good episode. Be like, uh, hold on, let me find his name again, because I am terrible with names. Uh, come on, really? Aaron. Huh? Talking about uh, Ryoji's actor? No, not Ryoji. Hold on. Or Kaji. Yeah, you probably know him yeah. as Kaji. Yeah, Kaji. I, I keep seeing Ryoji first, and so yeah. that's why I mind goes. Yeah, Kaji. Like Kaji in this episode, he's very be like. It's like obviously there's some connection between him and Masato, mm-hmm. and oh, him and Masato, him and Asuka. Yeah, and he runs away because of the human instrumentality projects. Yeah, he's got a certain, certain thing in his briefcase. <laughs> Which he claims is Adam. Yes, he claims it's Adam. That didn't look like Adam. Yeah. Not what I assumed Adam looked look like. Right. Maybe all that's left. Maybe. I'm guessing. Who knows? It gets weirder beyond this. Let's say that. I don't know where it does, because some of that weirdness is in the rebuild movies, even though they go a different direction. Yeah. So, so I mean, I remember seeing... Uh, one of them on the cross and, yeah. in the geo front mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah. I want to say that was Adam or I thought that was Adam. Nope. It's either that or Lilith. Yeah. Except I thought Lilith was AV unit one. Doesn't matter. Yeah. We'll get there when we get there. We'll get there when we get there. And I could be just remembering something that was in the rebuild films. that's not actually in the original show too. They're so. in. Yeah. Who they, knows? They, they went in a completely direction with the films, but overall, I thoroughly enjoy it because you, you see where Oscar thinks she knows everything, but when she's in the water, be like, it's completely out of her element. And Shinji's telling her this kind of equipment doesn't work in the water. And she's like, oh, it'll work. Doesn't work. And it's just no, like, she drops like a stone. stone. Yeah, drops like a stone and becomes a bait for the Eva. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hysterical. Which there again, they they you they sink two battleships and fire its forward mass guns into its mouth to kill it. <laughs> Moby Dick, much? I want to say something, and I'm not going to. Okay, it's minus one related. <laughs> okay, got it. Let's just say Ava did it with two. Godzilla minus one did it with four. Jeez, <laughs> oh, here lizard, 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 lizard. <laughs> And both failed. Actually, no, uh, these guys actually succeeded, but yes. minus one, they failed. 
it took something else to happen right something more thematically necessary yes but anyway but we'll, we'll, we will review that film at some point i guarantee it as soon as i have a home video i'm putting it on a on the schedule at that yes. point that's all i'm waiting on ah but anyway but anyways but like, yeah it's a great episode and you you see where like oscar's uh you start to see her insecurities a little bit like when people start giving praise to shinji mm-hmm. she gets upset about it and so we see you that you can't praise him i'm the i'm the one in the better gundam they got no gundam <laughs> ava ava robot <laughs> mecca okay well it's not a mecca either no it's not a mecca we already know that there's that's not a thing because we already knocked off Evil Unit heads, Evil Unit One's he- helmet. Yeah. So we already know that there's an eyeball under that thing. Yes. No explanation on that yet. Yeah. I'd be mean, like, you have theories. I know what it is. A uh, Ava theory. Thanks for watching. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it's great because you start they start interlacing all these little things like with characters and like. Oh, yeah. I'll, uh, I can see that they're Sato deals can, with Kaji in the whole bit. I can see that they're laying down plot threads that are obviously going to get stitched together. Like yes. That. And it's just too early to start stitching these together. And I'm assuming as well as this is this series is liked, mm-hmm. they are going to get stitched together and probably stitched together well. Yes. Whether I like how they how the final tapestry looks is going to be another matter. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh you got anything else before we cut uh, out of here? No, uh, all I can say is like with the next episode with um, Moment and Heart together, mm-hmm. and the next episode would be if I can pull up, I got it on the drive. Uh, Magna Diver. Magma Diver is, is two episodes, yeah. For now it's yeah. in the next episode, yeah, it's the next two episodes, yeah. So, the yeah, only I mean, other one where the uh, Japanese name and the English name are the same, gotcha. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it because I, I love the uh the one the the next episode because it's so funny. Because you get two characters who don't like each other apparently have to work together. Well, of course, you gotta get them on the same side. Exactly. But it's played so well. Either or so yeah, right. Uh, look look forward to those episodes when they come out next week. All right. In the meantime, this has been Drew. This is Jacob, and we'll catch you in the next frame. You can follow Jacob on his Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. His Facebook page, Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where he tries to draw each and every day. I try. His Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. His Twitter at Jacob Heron. And his letterbox at Jacob Heron. You can find Drew on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. His Facebook page, Drew's photo bin to see his photography. His letterbox page at G. George759. His Twitter at G. George759 and Instagram at Drew Dodgen. You can like us on Facebook at The Cellcast Podcast, on Twitch at The Cellcast Gaming, on YouTube at Cellcast, on Twitter at Cast underscore Cell. The Cellcast can be found at Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else fine podcasts are downloaded from. Please rate and review us where you found us and also on Podchaser. Email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. The Cellcast is a proud member of both the Pop Americana and Culture Box Media Networks. For more information, please see the link in the description. Our theme song is Drop and Roll by Silent Partner. And remember, that's Cell with a single L.
Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate life for me. I don't know the rest of it. <laughs> anyway, somebody getting a robot. A pirate robot. But exactly. So super duper mega force thing. Yeah.